Hallelujah. Amen. What an awesome God we serve. Amen. I believe that he deserves to be lifted higher. He has been gracious to us and to bring us to the eighth month of the year. Amen. And on this first Sunday morning, we find ourselves in the house of the Lord. I believe God has shown us great mercy and uncommon kindness. Whatever the enemy planned, he didn't succeed. Because the Bible says that for soever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And so we want to thank God. And in just a, a, a few minutes, we want to speak also into the month. The number eight means new beginnings. Maybe you might have gone through various kinds of challenges. There are many good things your eyes may not have seen yet. But the Bible says that the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. So your expectation shall not be cut off. You didn't hear me say your expectation shall not be cut off. Just so my expectation shall not be cut off. The Bible says whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord he shall be saved. Amen. So we want to lift our hands unto God as a sign of surrender and say, Lord, I'm here. This month, may you touch me. May you influence me. May you direct my paths. Have your way in my life. Make a way for me. Let there be new beginnings of your glory and of your goodness in my life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift your hands and begin to talk to God. First, thank the Lord for his goodness and begin to pray command the man. Speaking to the man. Declare something to the man. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, we praise you, God. We bless you, Lord Jesus. We magnify you. We worship you, Lord. We magnify you, Ya <laughs> Yes, I would be 
sika empempem entumi to enko awudi adomoye ewrade yepeje yensa ne ye kan se ewrade je wonase ena no page wayaye ena no page won kanfo ena no page won tuntum ye sha wodi no nyam ye ta wasi ye ta wasi ye ta wasi ye ta wasi ye ta wasi
God, God is who you are. Well, give them some hand of praise. And move to, move to ten people, give them a slap and say, this is the month of new beginnings. God is doing glorious things in my yeah, life. Come on, move to ten people. Come on, give them a high five. It's a new season. It's a new day. Fresh anointing is flowing my way. Season of power, it's a season of power. Prosperity. Say I It's a new season. Say it's a new season. No. It's a new day. It's a new day. Oh, 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 oh. It's flowing my way. The season of power, prosperity. It's a new season. Coming. Say, say, say. It's a new season. It's a new day. Fresh anointed. Oh, 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 oh. Season of power. Prosperity. It's a new season. Come in. Lord, whatever you do in the season, don't do it without. Don't do it without me. Say, yeah, 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 Lord, forever. In the season, da 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 da. Never do it without me. Say, whatever. Yeah, you do it. Don't do it without. Don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. Hallelujah. Amen. May we pray. Father, we want to thank you and bless you. The entrance of your word brings light and illumination. This morning, come and speak your word to us. Teach us a way, line upon line, precept upon precept. In Jesus' precious name. Somebody say a big amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you take a seat in the presence of God? This is our eighth month, and the number eight means new beginnings. It's our month of doing great things for God. Tell somebody, it's my month. Of doing great things for God. Say there is a new season. That God has given to me. To do great things for him. Amen. Amen. God wants you to do great things for him. And so. Uh, this month, God is going to touch you and anoint you 
and use you for great, great things. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants you to be fruitful. I'm going to be sharing with you some of the things that have helped me to become a minister of the gospel. And the things that I learned when, when I was a, a young Christian. And by the grace of God has helped to sustain me in the faith up to now. Last week, by God's grace, I turned 41 years in the faith. Yeah. So at least that's one generation. So God has taught us a few things which we can share with you. And what I'm going to share with you is actually a summary and that is the core of the Christian life. All the other things are what we call the addendum or the addenda in Latin. That's the, the additions. So I want to be sharing on being, being a true disciple of Jesus. Who is a true disciple of Jesus? In Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 to 20. Before Jesus left to heaven, the Bible says the disciples went away to Galilee. Note what it said, disciples, so the disciples. And into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Now, when they saw him, they worshipped him. So it means that when you have an encounter with Jesus, you have to worship him. So every Christian, anybody who has become born again, must become primarily a worshiper of Jesus. Bible says, even when some of the disciples saw him, they doubted, just like it's today. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Every power in heaven and earth belongs to Jesus. That's why we say power belongs to him. And then after that, he said, Go ye therefore. Because all power in heaven and earth has been given to me, go therefore and teach all nations. He didn't say teach the rich. Teach the Americans. Teach the Europeans. Teach the Africans. Say, teach all nations. 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them, in fact, I like it in the New King James, the verse 19. Go and make what? Disciples. Someone say, go and make disciples. So he realized that the commission that was given to us is a commission of not teaching people to make money or to build houses, but primarily to make disciples. Every institution has what is known as their core functions and then the secondary functions or auxiliary, or auxiliary functions. When you go to Obwasi Goldfield at Obwasi, their core function is to be able to dig for gold. But they may have some other secondary auxiliary functions where they've got hospitals and then they've got schools and they've got those things. But they have not been called primarily to build schools. It's Ministry of Education about build schools. Are you getting me? Yeah. And uh, uh, they have not been called to provide water. So in the same way to the church, we have not been called to build schools and hospitals and roads and things like that. Our core function, our primary function is to preach the gospel. Amen. And raise up disciples for Jesus Christ. Amen. And it is the function. It doesn't mean we don't have to do other things. The truth is that by God's grace, I mean, school education in, in, in Ghana is actually based on what the missionaries have done. Yes. Christianity has done. Are you getting me? But that is not the main thing. So all I'm trying to say is that we must make the main thing the main thing. Amen. Tell somebody, make the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is that we must make disciples. And in the verse 20, it says, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. That means that anybody that is involved in making disciples and preaching the gospel, the Lord is with you. Always. May you experience the always blessings of God. Always blessing means is a blessing that every way that you pass, you will feel God there. So if you want to feel God wherever you pass, and all the time, then obey his word. In becoming his disciple and doing what is expected of you to do. And as you do it, you walk in uncommon presence of God. And his power will become available to you. Paul said in Romans 1 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believes. So when you receive the gospel and you preach the gospel and you get involved in discipleship, the power of God is released to you. Amen. Amen. Now, who is a follower or who is a disciple? Why 
He's a follower of Jesus Christ. He's a follower is somebody or a disciple is somebody who follows or he's a pupil of a teacher. He follows a leader. And with regard to Christianity, he's a dedicated follower of Jesus Christ. So it means the Lord is saying that we should, he told the early disciples to make disciples. So it means that you have to be a dedicated follower of Jesus Christ. And you must also be a dedicated, a dedicated person to help people to become followers of Jesus. I want us to have a look at a scripture in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 to 23. Bible says that and Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brothers Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen Christo bra onamo no ohia Simon eni ni Petro awo wo epusu amo yi enam these were business people wo yankofo bi a wo ye adwumaden for pa and the bible says Jesus said to them Christo akachirewo follow me muni mechi it means that anytime Jesus wants anybody to do anything, he must hear his voice. His word must be spoken. So Jesus said, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Amen. Amen. And that's the disciple. Jesus wants you to be a follower of him. And verse 20, the Bible says, immediately they left their nets and followed him. They left their fishing business. They left everything they were doing. The Bible says, going from there, he saw two brothers. James, the son of Zebedee. James, and John, his brother. And with their father. And they were mending their nets. And he called them. And immediately they also left their boots. And they left their father. <laughs> and followed him. Jesus said, if any man, listen. He said, if you love your father and your mother, your husband, your wife, and your children more than me, you cannot follow me. We never follow father, mother, children, husband, wife, parents when it comes to God. We follow God's voice first. You see, today all of you are sitting here and listening to me. If I had followed the voice of my mother, I wouldn't be preaching. Because my mother didn't want me to become a pastor. 
Are you following me? What did she truly? I love her, I respect her, but you see, in her in her in her mindset, how can my son go to university? And those days we had only three universities. Very intelligent boy. And in our school, the best students were the ones who were made to you are selected to study science. So they, they do the list, and according to levels of intelligence, they say, You, you cannot do science. You, you cannot do this. They select. Are you getting me? And then they put you in science one, science two, science whatever. Yeah. And by God's grace, among in the very one of the top schools in our country, God privileged me to be there. And I was a science student and I was made a school prefect. Amen. Yeah. I will be a memoriano. Yeah. 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 Now you will be a walk quadrip and yansem mu payas and it be a mouth. Nanya dumti mammy quince me yes science. A body munyan such a shemu. So after university when in fact, even whilst I was in school and I was pursuing the things of the ministry and all those things, he said, oh, How can you pass this way? I've known an uncle and things, and as they did it, he was pre- preaching and they were suffering. We didn't have enough. So you want to follow the same thing? So I'm not, I won't even give you the things I have to give to you. And when I finished school, I remember just about two years or so, or last year, I was talking with one of my brothers, and he said, my mother was very upset with me about the fact that I was going to become a pastor. But when I became a pastor, and he saw the people around me, when she saw them, she realized that, yeah, I've made a good decision. Amen. 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 And the work that I'm doing. Amen. Amen. I remember during ordination when Archbishop Duncan Williams was there, Dr. Mason Otabo was there, Dr. Ampiakufi was there. Three anointed men of God putting their hands on me with other senior ministers all around. And you will say, hey! So all these people are here because of my son. I remember one of my uncles told me, "Na, As you finish school and now you are now going to be chewing chicken, he said you are going to become a pastor. And I remember one of my schoolmates, a small girl at the university, she looked at me and said, You are foolish. Jokuman, I say you are foolish. She insulted me very well. And years later, when I went to London, she was also doing the foolish thing with the husband. When I Saturday morning, London, they are asleep. Saturday morning, you don't call people early morning Saturday. Because they work throughout the week very, they are so tired. So Sunday, Saturday, we say they are doing lying in. And uh, uh, no be so. They are lying. So you do not. If you call somebody's phone, London, Saturday morning, you are worried the person. Except you really have an appointment with the person. So when you call one, two, and the person is not responding, you just keep quiet. Just leave the person. Later on, the person will respond. But when I called, somebody picked up for said, said, they have gone to town. Wow. And they are preaching and they are doing the foolish thing that I was doing. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so 
all I'm trying to let you know is that people will stop you from serving God. Including your father, including your mother, including your wife, including your children, including your parents. Yes, I'm telling you. Friends. But the most important thing you can ever do for God with your life is to serve him and be a true disciple of his. Later on you'll find out in life that all things amount to nothing. <laughs> After you've traveled the world, you've had cars, you've had things and all, you realize that all is vanity. So when Jesus called his disciples, they quickly followed him. And the Bible says that he went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and healing all. Jesus came to do three things preaching, teaching, healing. Say after me. PTH. Say PTH. PTH. Yeah. Anytime you are learning, you have to find simple ways of remembering it. PTH. Jesus came to do PTH. Preaching, teaching, healing. We call it mnemonics. If you if you are a science student, you always find a way of simplified way of learning. It's our students who are always reading plenty and all those things. But you must learn to crystallize your facts. So that you know the moment you, you quickly remember it. Amen. 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 Uh-huh. Tell somebody crystallize. Crystallize. Uh, you say, did we come to learn English language? It's part of the church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Are you are you being blessed? Yes. I'm teaching on something very important too. Tell somebody something very important. Yes. Okay, so now when we look at Matthew 4 19, Matthew where Jesus said He says that follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. We see three key characteristics of a true disciple. Number one, a disciple commits to totally follow the Lord Jesus fully. Tell somebody totally. Follows the Lord fully. Amen. Amen. When you are you are a disciple of somebody, you realize that you follow the person, the way the person walks, the way the person talks, the way the person does things, what he eats, and all those things. That's a follower. And that is what Jesus came to preach, to teach, and to heal. And so that is what we must also follow him totally in that. Amen. Listen. Christianity is not just about having cars and lands and shouting, I am blessed, I'm blessed, I'm hey, hey, you know. No, it is to follow Jesus, be a disciple. Number two, it means to commit, a, a true disciple commits to being transformed by him. So you realize that the early disciples they came to follow Christ and experience for themselves radical transformation. You see, Peter's life got changed. Thomas changed. Thomas also was a sign. Matthew was a tax collector. Matthew He used to take bribes. And harass people. 
But when he came to Christ, his life changed. Peter was very hot tempered. But he changed. Paul was a harasser of people. He was changed. So when you come to Christ, your life gets molded. There's a transformation. And the transformation is known as metamorphosis. When we say metamorphosis, if, if you see a butterfly, a butterfly always starts from the egg stage to the lava stage, the pupa stage, and then it comes to the adult or the imago. So we call it elpa. You go through stages. Amen. So when you also get born again, you don't you don't stop there, you keep moving. And your lifestyle, your language changes, your attitude changes, your behavior changes. And so when a true disciple of Jesus, when you, is somebody whose lifestyle has changed into that of Christ. Amen. Amen. And thirdly, he commits to his mission. He follows Jesus, learns from Jesus, obeys Jesus, and so discipleship is a life lifelong process amen amen now let me give you a working definition of discipleship now as a church what, sorry. what is our vision? Can you put a vision there? A vision and mission, if it's possible. Okay. As he's preparing to put it, a disciple of Jesus is a person who professes his faith in Jesus. No, he has professed or he's put his faith in Jesus. As Number two, he has a basic assurance of salvation. And he seeks to have an ongoing commitment to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He's infilled with the Holy Spirit and has developed the basic disciplines of Christian living and service to a lifelong maturing process. Okay, let me just take my time and say it again. Definition of a disciple, or I'm giving a working definition. So we say working definition or description. Working definition. So a disciple is as follows: He's a person who becomes a disciple when he professes his faith. A disciple professes his faith in Jesus. And two has a basic assurance of salvation. Three seeks to have an ongoing commitment to the lordship of Jesus. Number four, and he's infilled with the Holy Spirit. And five has developed the basic disciplines of Christian living and service. So that the lifelong maturing process is guaranteed in his life. 
So from this working definition, we can we can pick up seven key elements or characteristics of a true disciple. So when we say somebody is a disciple of Jesus, what is he? Number one, he puts his faith or her faith in Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Romans chapter 10 verse 13. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's a song like that. I think Amen. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. And when you mention that that name, salvation comes. In First John chapter 5, verse 11 and 12, I'm sure you characteristics of who a true disciple is. First John 5, 11 and 12. First John 5, 11 and 12. Johanne Huma, Edikain. My, my interpreter can, my interpreter can, can interpret and sing as well. So my choir is uh, He said, and this is a record that God has given to us eternal life. Tell somebody, God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Hey, wow. And he that has a son has life. And he that has not a son has no life. So you see, the one who has the son, Jesus, has life. So if you know somebody who has not professed Christ as his Lord and Savior, listen, being a disciple is different from coming to church. When you go to the car garage, some people sleep there, but they are not cars. You can visit your friend in, your, in his house, but you are not a family member. You can be sleeping there, you are not a family member. You can be visiting somebody at the workplace all the time. In the morning, go and sit there. In the morning, go and sit there. <laughs> For the whole month, but you are not a worker of the place. So, a true Christian and a true disciple is somebody who professes Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And the Bible says, He that has a son has life. And he that has not a son has no life. May you have life. I said, may you have life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, now, he's a person who must be born again and has been made a new person inside out. 
So in 2 Corinthians 5 17, the Bible says, If anybody be in Christ, he is a new creation. You see, I'm talking about what is the responsibility of the church. The church must make disciples. It means that we have the responsibility to making sure that people become new. Not that people will just come and dress and come and fill our churches. Our churches can be full of sinners. Our churches can be full of people who don't even believe in Jesus. But they just believe in, they want blessings and miracles. But Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and shall lose his soul? What shall it profit a man? And you don't have to pass through the church and go to hell. The church must pass through you and then you must have heaven inside of you. So your life must be a heaven on earth life. That when people see you, they must see Jesus. Amen. Amen. Number two, a true, a true disciple has basic assurance of salvation. So number one, he has put his faith in Christ as his Lord and Savior. This morning, have you put your faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If you have not done that, the Bible says that you will not have life. But if you have that, then you have salvation. If you have done that, what's the assurance that you are really saved? First John chapter 5, verse 13. First John 5, 13. He said, "These things have I written unto you that you that believe on Him, uh, that believe on the name of the Lord Jesus. That you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God." Read it with me. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. That you may know that you have what? Eternal life. That's what they, I know that I have eternal life. Because I've received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. It's like, it's like what, what shows that you are a student of this place? Because you are set at the place. You chose the school and then you have gone through either uh, whatever the process, whether matriculation or induction or whatever that has made your school, your name is on the school's register. In the same way to when you give your life to Jesus Christ, uh, the assurance is that you have eternal life. Amen. Amen. Now in John chapter 5 verse 24, the Bible says that verily I say unto you, he that hears my word and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life. He shall not come into condemnation, but he has passed from death unto life. So, what assures us as Christians? You see, there are people that when you meet, he said, What shows that you are a Christian? He said, I've been going to church. I do good things. But the Bible said the good things we do, they are like filthy rags before the Lord. And actually, to find out from somebody whether you know he's a true Christian, ask him, So when you die, where are you going to go to say, I don't know? 
there are some 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 people who are very religious. I don't want to mention the name of the religion. And they say we we can have this number of you know women, we can have this and that, but we don't know where we are going to. But you see, you must know where you are going to. When you're going to sit in a car, you must know where the car is taking you to. But Jesus said, He that hears my word and believes believe on him that sent me, not that he will have a everlasting life, he has it. That's what I have the everlasting life. Say, I've got Zoe. God's own kind of life. And Bible says he shall not come into condemnation. It means that the one who has not Je- who hasn't got Jesus shall come into condemnation. He's already in condemnation. And he said, and he's passed from death unto life. So if you have given your life to Jesus, you have moved away from spiritual death unto spiritual life. May you enjoy the fullness of the life of God. Amen. Amen. Number three. He has an ongoing commitment to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Ongoing commitments. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 17. Colossians 3:17, Bible says, Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Amen. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. And the Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. The Bible says that living the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. So it means that what he's trying to say is that we must, we must move on unto maturity. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 11, the Bible says that verse 3 to 11 please 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse number 3 please hit the 3 button okay now it talks about Having given your life to Jesus Christ, he said, giving all diligence out to your faith, you start with faith. Out to your faith, virtue. And to virtue, virtue, out your faith, hey. Uh, okay, let's quickly read that. According as his divine power has given unto us, what? All things that pertain unto life and godliness. Test one. I've got all things that pertain to life and godliness. He said, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Amen. That's why when you give your life to Christ, you begin to look more handsome. More lovely. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Can't you see you're looking better? Yeah. And if you compare yourself to some of your friends who've been drinking and smoking around, don't you see that even though they can wear nice things, 
maybe better clothing than you, but you look better. Because God has called you to glory and virtue. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You may have only one meal a day. And somebody is eating three meals with desserts and things. But you realize that you, you have some peace, you have something special in your life. May you, may you walk in the full grace of God over your life. Amen. Verse, verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these pr promises we might become partakers of the divine nature. So, by the word of God, we have become partakers of the nature of God. Amen? And verse 5 says, giving all diligence add to your faith. So it says, beside these things, giving all diligence add to your faith, virtue. Virtue is talk, talking about what? Excellence. So there must be excellence in what you do. Because you have received Christ, you must add, you must be excellence as a student. You, you cannot be a student and you are getting uh, uh, grade seven and grade so we are to are we e, something. e something. No, you must do well. From, from today, we sentence all our students to do well. Amen. May you excel. Amen. May you get A pluses. Amen. May you get grade ones in chains. Amen. May you, may, may you excel in whatever business you are doing. Amen. When you are making presentation, may people feel that there's something special about you. Amen. If they are looking for somebody to choose and to promote, may your name pop out. Amen. May the spotlight of the glory of God shine upon you. Amen. The next double promotion may be your portion. Amen. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Somebody shout, I receive it. I receive it. Yeah, that's the excellence of Christianity. Amen. Do you know that most of the inventions were done by Christians? Yeah, most of the inventions. Even the light bulb, Thomas Edison, all of them, Isaac Watts, all these guys were Christians. So if you're a Christian, you must become somebody who is, who is excellent. Amen. Amen. And add to, add to your faith, what? Knowledge. Add to your faith, virtue, virtue. to virtue, knowledge. knowledge. You should not be an ignoramus. And yes, we will be a she and we That's why I'm taking my time to teach you who a true disciple of Jesus is. You must be knowledgeable. But you cannot be knowledgeable if you don't read. My headmaster told me, he's a German. He said, boys, I don't understand you. If you get grade nines, then my grandmother is better than you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you, if you know how to read and you don't read, then, then you are worse than the person who can't read. And from research work, it's been found out that the more you read, the better your brain functions. And you do not age faster. People who like watching television for, for too long, their, their minds don't work too well. 
compared to those who, who like reading because when you are reading you are expanding your mind you are you 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 are, you are making the mind to work your brain was given to you to think and to it must be activated by reading by learning so don't say i become a christian i speak in tongues do not oh, tongue speaking alone doesn't solve things you must learn learn how to dress well you must even look at the shape of your head to to fix your hair Amen. Amen. You must look at it. If your head is very big, you, you must you, you don't go and put another wig and that makes you your head look like my mountain or something. You know, you must look at your face. You must look at your skin color to dress up. Amen. Yeah, you must look at your skin color. No, no, you must be wise. You must look at your shape. If you, you if you are portly, you must know how to wear, wear something that covers the portly. It's knowledge. Someone said knowledge. Knowledge. Yeah, you must read. Yeah. Have knowledge. Have knowledge as to how to cook. And cook well. Yeah. All the, these days, all that people want to marry will check your cooking skills. Yeah. We don't, we don't want you to be going around and then when your husband is not there, you go and cook the anyamiano and then you come and then you warm it in the house. By the time you say, honey, I've cooked some food and there's, the anyamiano is sitting on the table and cook. No, you must learn how to cook. When they say, come and cook chicken, chicken soup, then you go and, when you kill the chicken, then you are buffing the chicken with omo. You are cleaning them up. I've seen some before. The person was buffing the chicken with omo. Omo. Washing the blood. <laughs> Add to your faith what? Virtue and to virtue what? Knowledge. And to knowledge? Temperance. Temperance is talking about self-control. Listen, if, when you become a Christian, you must have self-control. You must be temperate. You start talking anyhow. You must be self-control with your language. Self-control with what? Your your appetites. Yeah. Next week, we'll start fasting. And he didn't say, Pastor, Pastor, when I saw the food, then I said, then he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not by my, not by power, but by my spirit. This mountain shall be made a plain. You are quoting scripture, wrong scripture. And you want to finish it. This said, you must have self-control. Amen. Sometimes when you go for visitation, tell you go, you are very hungry. You can smell some nice food. But when they say come and eat, you don't go and eat. You must have self-control. The most you take is water. And take your hunger away. <laughs> and, to, and to temperance, patience. Also patience. Patience is talking about what? Perseverance. Amen. Who promote it. Tell somebody persevere. I see you winning. Amen. As you persevere, I see you winning. Winners don't quit and quitters don't win. When things are going on in your life, you don't quit. That's why they don't quit. That's why they don't give up on me. So don't quit on me. Amen. You must, listen, listen. In, in life, eh, you must learn to hang on. Have good friends. Yesterday, I was sitting with somebody. We've been friends. And he was telling me, as I was, I, we're, we're talking, he mentioned somebody, say, he just came from the U.S. and said, in the U.S., he mentioned somebody, they were discussing me. And he said, 
The guy was saying that this man helped me when we were in school, my Christian life and everything, and we have hung on for close to about 35 years to 40 years. Yeah, for years. You must have relation. You, you, you don't bang doors. You don't get up and say bye-bye or something happens. I'm not happy. I am. You do not do that. Are you getting me? Yeah, you, you do not do that. You have to learn to persevere. You see, this man here, he's been here for a long time. I've known him many years from full gospel circles ago. He's been here. And all those things. Do you think I may not have done something against him? I might have done it. Because I'm human. But if we have to keep relation, he has to learn to forgive me. I have to learn to forgive him. Amen. Many of you have done things that if I am to follow what you have done, before I start preaching, I say, you go out. You out. You out. You out. But what is that? What is that? What is that? We have to learn to accept each other. With our, our, our frailties and our faults, Knowing that every time as we come together in the house of God, the present into the word of God, God is changing us and strengthening us and making us better. Amen. Amen. Your relationship might be difficult, maybe your marriage and all those things, but pray and hold on and know that God is able to change things. Amen. Yeah. Somebody was talking about the Archbishop many years ago when he went. And he said, when he, my mom is speaking, those days, Archbishop didn't go to secondary school. He hasn't got classmates. And so his English language was here and there. And because of his background, where he was a guru boy those days, you know, at the airport and rough life and all those things. But he had become saved and was trying to preach. And people would come and be laughing at him. But those who, who were patient with him, today the man is dining with presidents. Today, I mean, yes, yes, sir. And today he's, he's changed. He's, he's become a much better person. He speaks better English. He thinks more intelligently. He has started, a, he has a university. He has people, I mean, I mean, ministers of state and whatever. I have personally seen one U.S. Amb uh, ambassador following him like a just all okay. over the place. It's, it's all over the place. He's invited to the White House. You, where, oh, have you been invited to the flash of us? But it's patience. Someone say patience. So be patient. Be, tell somebody, be patient with me. Be patient with your friend. Be patient with your husband. Say be patient with our church. And be patient with your pastor. Amen. Amen. That's how to live together. Patience. Patience. And it's, these are qualities of the Christian life. So it's that add to your, add to your faith, temperance, knowledge, temperance, patience, and godliness. Godliness is talking about a life that smells of God. A life that is characterized by this person, you can see he's godly. His words are godly. His attitude is godly. So, when you become a Christian, people must smell the God element 
around your life. Can I have an amen? Amen. Yeah, we may not be perfect, but I've had many schoolmates or somebody say, you may say, why do you go to church? I say, then the person says, oh, no wonder. We knew him. And we knew that somehow it's no wonder. But it doesn't mean we didn't have faults. You have faults because, and you see, the truth is that in life, people will even see faults with you. We, even Jesus, even Jesus, people saw faults in him. What did Jesus do to, 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 to Judas for Judas to betray him? What did, what did God do to Lucifer in heaven for Lucifer to rebel against God? Heaven where there was no sin, but the guy manufactured sin. There was something, he stirred up something. Are you getting me? So, so sometimes, no matter any good thing you do, even if you cut off your head, some people say you still didn't cut it too well. The angle was not good enough. Yeah, the angle was not, you know, you were cutting. It was an obtuse angle. It was a, this angle. You should have, you should have horizontal enough or whatever and all those kinds of things. But they must smell of God in you. Amen. When people see you, they must see Jesus. So that is the mark of being a disciple. And finally, he said, and add to uh, godliness, what? Brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, what? Charity. Brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness. When you are eating, think about your friend. When you are wearing, think about your friend. Brotherly kindness, know how to speak and when to speak. And where to speak. It's not everything we say. And something that must be said must be said in certain environments. And it's not to everybody we say some things. Can I have an amen? Amen. Because not everybody can bear some things and it, it, it will help them. Am I helping somebody here? Amen. Amen. Okay. So, we, we have talked about first characteristics is what? You must be born again. Number two, must have basic assurance. Number three, an ongoing commitment. Is that right? So, yes. there must be what? Ongoing. You don't start and stop. It is a race. Eh? Yeah, that's why Hebrews chapter 12 Verse 1 and 2, he says that what? Looking unto Jesus. Hebrews, seeing we're encompassed with great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that easily besets us. And let us run with what? Patience, the race that is set before us. That's a, that's a race. Uh -huh. And well, how do we run the race? Looking unto who? Jesus. The, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. You, listen, Christianity, you go through shame. There are times you, you will go through embarrassments. People will embarrass you. People may insult you. People may do things. But you must look beyond it. If you do not look beyond it, you will never win a soul. Listen, when I was at the university and I was winning so there were times that i would go to a lady's or i was as i was preaching jesus loves you and the girl will go down we we and throw the we we hot we we and so jesus love you jesus you have to be born again how and they have thrown we we 
hot female wee-wee. Into it, not over your face. Somebody wee will swallowed it. Because you don't know. You see, it was, it was, you know, it was long story. And you are preaching up there. You're preaching up people. So you have lived there. Jesus loves you. Before I ask so we are swallows and we oui, we oui. yeah yeah female christian you go through shape i have carried toilets eh? where a leader classmates or schoolmate but he was a leader and he, he was in a condition that he couldn't go to the toilet himself so you you would do the toilet in a chamber pot and I was a school prefect. Is that right? But the guy was my leader, and I had to carry his toilet and walk through a compound house to where the toilet was and put it there. Not gloves, but wash it with soap and water in my hand and take it back to him. And when he wants to wee wee, he will sit on a wee wee and tea. you think Christianity is just um, tea and butter and bread? No, it's not like that. But you must, all the time, as you are doing it, you must look unto who? Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was said, that is what made Jesus to endure the cross. Can you imagine God, a whole God, living heaven? How many of you, how many of you, if you are living in America, and they say, go and work, even in Ghana, as you are here, that people, when they are transferred to some village somewhere or whatever, they don't want to go. And the whole creator comes on the earth. It's born in, in Palestine. Very sandy area. People spitting on him. People beating him. People betraying him. And then stripped naked. How many of you have been stripped naked? Publicly, spat upon. Bible says that for the joy that was said before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. So I say, despising the shame. So choir said, you join the choir, maybe a choir director or somebody who's child. Hey, why do you do this? He said, mm, I won't sing again. I won't say when they say say do say do. Because you are angry. You are angry. You won't take the orders again. You are, you are not happy about something. And because of that, the work God has given to you, you are allowing the work to suffer. And you have left it. And you think you are doing it for man. But you may not know that the, your very existence is because of the fact that he has given you some work to do. You are alive. You are alive because of the work. Things, things are working for you because of your attachment to a work. And it's not a work anywhere. There's a work in a particular place that God gives to you. Some of you, listen, what you are enjoying is because God himself brought you here. You didn't come here by accident. And so as you are here and you are doing a particular that particular thing, the thing you are doing, that is what God is using to preserve you, preserve your family, preserve your children, preserve your business, and giving you some promotion. You may not want to be, but God has kept you up to now. Amen. Amen. I think somewhere last week or something. You see, Auntie, are you Rose? Auntie Rose? Yeah, she was at the back there. And as we just 
minister or something, the power of God hit her. And for the first time I could see her, she was just running all over, all over the place. Why? She came here. And as she came in into this place and serving this place, you should see her. Every time she's coming to sing, rehearse for Bobobo. Monday morning, Bobobo. Uh, Monday evening, Bobobo. Amen. Yeah. And God realizing that she wants to sing Bobobo to honor his name. God touch her. Can I have an amen? Amen. So, do not look up to men. Listen, if you want to serve God, do not look up to men. <laughs> That's why do not look up to men. I told you that if I were to be looking up to men, I wouldn't be serving God. I've had many opportunities. I remember when I started traveling, someone said, what, what are you doing? I hear you're going back to Africa. He said, stay here. Work everything for you. I said, I'm not staying. I'm going back to Africa. Desire to grow up in the things of God. Tell somebody to grow up. Say it again. Amen. Amen. Yeah, God wants you to. So the fourth thing, like we said, uh, where we third is what commitment unto what ongoing ongoing commitment to the lordship. Do not stop. Tell somebody there must be ongoing commitment unto the lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You must know that you have a new boss. You have a new managing director. And you must seek to obey him. Number four. He must be filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8 And when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall receive power. May you walk in power. Ephesians chapter 5 verse number 18 Ephesians 5.18 I want to finish this quickly. I have seven points. Do not be drunk with wine where rain is excess, but be filled with the, with the Spirit. Now, many people have misinterpreted the scripture. Where they say that, do not be drunk with wine. Where it is excess. And the chief said, monom na mumro. Some of the people say, monom na mumro. Do not be drunk. But what is the guarantee that umro? Because somebody, one glass, a bit correct. But he said, do not be drunk with wine. Where it is excess. What he's talking about is that, when you drink wine, in the drinking of the wine, wherein is excess, it's not talking about don't drink much wine. The wherein is excess is talking about debauchery. The Greek is asocia, A-S-O-T-I-A. Asocia means debauchery, excess. So wherein is excess, is talking about in the drinking of the wine, there will be excesses. In the drinking of the wine, you will, you, before you realize, you have nakeded yourself. Are you getting me? And when you drink, when you drink, drinking, drink can make you feel a strong appetite for sex. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so, yeah. so when some people want to misbehave, they, they drink. And when they drink, misbehavior starts. They can say what normally they may, they may, they can say. And then they can move around, have sex with this person. That's why they have, people have sexual orgies. Where one girl is sleeping with four boys, and vice versa, 
Are you getting me? They are drunk. And so something else is controlling. That's why I say that do not be drunk with wine. Wherein is excess. That, that, wherein in the drinking or, or having been drunk with wine, there will be what? Excesses. There will be excessive behavior. But rather, on the other hand, be filled with the Holy Spirit. May Bokokokwai fill you. I said, may you be filled with Bokokokwai. Amen. 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 And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will become very different. So living an effective and fruitful Christian life depends on your reliance on the Holy Spirit. You see, when, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, boldness comes to you. You, you, are, you are filled with uncommon boldness. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Peter, eh? Deacon, do you know that Peter, before uh, uh, the Holy Spirit came upon him, he was timid. He actually even ran away. A little girl even made him say that he doesn't know Jesus. But, but the same Peter, when he was filled with the Holy Spirit after Acts 1 8, he, he stood and preached, and 3,000 people gave their life to Christ. Later, 5,000 people, he preached boldly. When they said they should not preach, he said, Why do you want to stop us from preaching? He was bold. So, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you become another person. That's why when you wake up, you must pray. Pray in the spirit. Anytime you are going to preach, anytime you are going to minister, when you are going for interview, you are going to do something. Pray in the spirit. Charge yourself. Charge your battery. Baranda. Zabaranda. Tataranda. Bekadondo. Yamanka. Yamaranda. Saranda. I remember many years ago, I was a student. And I was going to, I went to the Vata region. I was preaching the Vata region. And I went to a school called Pando Secondary, Pansek. It is, it is of course, I was going to Pansek, Pantek, all over the place I was preaching. So when I went to Pansek, the headmaster at that time, I think was into some occultic something. When I, when he, then, then the man started just talking about some certain kinds of books. And I realized that this man, I must change the gear. So I'll just be there. Then me too, I will just like, change the gear. So I will raise, I will speak in tongues. It was a spiritual battle in his office. Look, the man wanted to cast something over me. Me too, uh, me too, I had to cast something over him. It was power to power. So I said, power to power. To me, and to me. So you must release. But you see, I, I'm sure the headmaster was surprised. This young guy, young man, how come that he can come and sit in my office and talk like that? Not disrespectfully. Oh, I, I, do, I do not disrespect elderly people. No, 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 I honor them. But I, I preach the word of God boldly. Amen. Amen. That is how come we could get our teacher who came from, from Wales, you know, United Kingdom. He came and got born again. We laid hands on him. And he started speaking in tongues. And yeah, preach to him. And today he's a missionary. He's a, he's, a, he's a missionary. And he's preaching around. So may you be may you be bold enough to preach to your boss. Preach to your teachers. Preach to your parents. 
Preach to your friends. Wherever you find yourself, be a preacher. Tell somebody, be a preacher. Amen. Amen. And then finally for today, I have seven more. He has developed the basic disciplines of Christian living. Yeah. You must you must develop Joshua 1 8 and 9. Joshua 1 8 and 9. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate therein day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous. And you have good success. Let me just end on this. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll continue. Amen? Amen. He said, listen, if you're a Christian, eh, you so must give Christian yourself man. unto prayer and on the word. To the word. In Acts 4, the early apostle says that we'll give ourselves unto prayer and unto the ministry of the word. Prayer is a breath of the Christian. If you do not breathe, you cannot live. So tell somebody all things by prayer. Nothing by prayer. Say it again. Say all things by prayer. All things by prayer. Point your finger to somebody and say, sister. Look at the person and say all things, all things by, prayer, by prayer and nothing, and nothing without, prayer. without prayer. All, all things, things by, prayer by prayer and nothing, and nothing without, prayer. without prayer. All things, all things, all things, all things by, prayer by prayer and nothing, and nothing without, prayer. without prayer. So every choice you're going to make by prayer. Choosing a husband or a wife. Listen, somebody can, especially the ladies, listen. Somebody can come and say, I like you. I love you. I want to marry. It doesn't mean jump into it. What is God saying about it? Because you cannot live with just everybody. And you cannot just live with anybody. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So you need to pray, God, who is this man? God, who is this woman? Because that person can be halfish. Hello? Oh, you don't know that? Yeah. There was, there was a guy. And he went to sleep with a girl. And after sleeping with a girl, he said, you, they were lying down and wants to sleep again. And as he started touching the lady, he found out that the lady, now that she realized the half or the lower part, she, she, her hand, his hand started feeling some cold thing, some cold watery thing, some cold, you know, wet thing, wet. I said, ah. But this girl is not wet. Two other well, some cold wet thing. And then before you realize, the lower part was fish. Lower tilapia or saratarodon, lower tilapia, upper human being. Hey! And listen to me. Do not, it's a true thing. Do, do, do not think that when people come to church, everybody came to church to worship God. Hello? Hi. Yes, not everybody came to church. There was a guy, true, true, there was a, a certain pastor. Eh? 
I counseled them, saw that everything, their marriage and all those things. He said from his own side, he said there was somebody who came to their church and the person slithered his, himself, his way through, started washing their cars, started whatever and all those things. No, he had been assigned to kill. He literally actually made a car to hit one of the pastors. And they prayed. And the person brought up. So he brought about pandemonium in the, in, the, in, the, in the satanic world. Yeah. And later the guy confessed. I, he sent the confession to me. This, the guy confessed. And many things. Eventually the person ran away. So do not get up and quickly. This, by my, this person is my friend. That's why some people whisper something in your ear. And then he changes you. Yeah. Because they have been sent. They have been assigned. Assigned to drive you away from God. Assigned to destroy your destiny. And the Bible said the devil will come as an angel of light. He won't come with horns. Are you following me? So all your decisions, whatever you are taking and go, consult God. Bible says, and David inquired of the Lord. If there's a business opening, inquire of the Lord. If you want to travel, inquire of the Lord. Wherever you want to pass, talk to God. All things by prayer, nothing without prayer. Say it after me. All things by prayer. All things by prayer. Nothing without prayer. Nothing without prayer. Is it helping you? Yes. So as we finish Joshua 1 8. He said, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you shall what? Meditate upon it. Day and night. It is when you meditate on the word of God that you will be able to observe to do according to what is written there. So you must read and, and meditate. And when you meditate, it will enter into you. Meditation makes the word of God enter 18 inches from your head into your heart. You see, I've seen that many Christians, they hear the word of God, but they don't meditate. So the thing doesn't enter their heart. Many girls have heard a guy say, I love you, but the thing doesn't enter their heart. Whatever enters a person's heart, the person will follow. May the word of God enter your heart. So, two key things as I finish. Listen, make sure that every day, prayer and the word. Spend time with God. We have 24 hours in a day. Give God a tithe of your time. So, 24 hours, tithe of 24 hours will be what? Two hours, 40 minutes. It belongs to God. And the two hours, 40 minutes, there must be time of prayer and the word and a time to share your faith with others so that others will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of word, but I'm out of time. We'll continue. Let's stand to our feet. And just in a minute, you want to commit yourself in the hands of God and say, Lord, I avail myself to you. Help me to become a good disciple of yours. Let your Holy Spirit influence me. 
In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ, it Touch me. Touch me. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ, it Let's sing the. Let your living waters before touch me. Waters flow for my soul. Let your Holy Spirit come and take control of every situation that I struggle. and burdens all to you let your living waters let your living waters flow by my soul let your Holy Spirit come and take control of every situation that I show to you Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Lord, touch us in every area that we need a touch. Right now, touch the emotions of your people. Heal their hearts. Let your grace and your glory be over them in Jesus' name. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh. Oh, come on. Leave your life in the hands of God and say, Lord, Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. I live for Every breath that I take And every moment I'm away Lord, have you way Lord, I give you my heart Lord, I give you I give you my soul Every day, every moment I live for you, Lord. Hey, every brother, every moment of my way, have you Oh, Lord, I give you, I give you my heart, I give you my soul. I live for you alone For you alone Every breath and every moment I'm away Lord, have you We say this together. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Today I come to you. Today I come to you. I open my heart to you. I open my heart to you. Make me. Make me. A true disciple of Jesus. A true disciple of Jesus. That there will be an ongoing commitment. ongoing commitment. And total transformation. And total transformation. In my life. In my life. Lord. Lord. Fill me afresh. 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 With your Holy Spirit. With your Holy Spirit. And with your power. With your power. Empower me. Empower me. Anoint me. Anoint me. Touch me. Touch me. And change me. From today. From today. Make me. Make me. A very special, a very special, and fruitful disciple of yours. And fruitful disciple of yours. May my life, may my life, spread, spread the fragrance, the fragrance of the knowledge of God. Of the knowledge of God. May my actions, may my actions, be your actions, be your actions. May my influence, may my influence, be your influence, be your influence. May my attitude, may my attitude, be your attitude, be your attitude. If you want somebody to use, if you want somebody to use, as I lift up my hands, as I lift up my hands, I say, Lord.
Lord, I'm yours. I say, Lord, I'm yours. Touch me. Touch me. And use me. Use me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. I'm going to pray for one category of people. But before I do that, if you are here, you say, Pastor, I want my sins to be forgiven. I want my name to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I want to be made a new creation because true discipleship starts by, we said, number one, accepting Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Putting your faith in God. We may put our faith in many things, but not in God. So if you are here, you say, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. You want to wave your hands and I'll pray with you wherever you are. Just lift your hand wherever you are and say, I want to commit myself unto Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercies. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now put your hand on your chest or your heart. Father, I pray that you change us. I pray, God, that you influence us. I pray that you have mercy on us. I pray, God, that you show us uncommon kindness. I pray your mighty Holy Spirit to work in our lives and work for us. As we have begun a new month, may you order our steps. I pray for new beginnings, beginnings of honor, beginnings of good relationships, beginnings of uncommon favor, beginnings of uncommon financial breakthrough, beginnings of promotion in Jesus' precious name. Anoint us and use us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay.